And today, you know, we love bringing in experts and VIPs, and today is no different. You guys have been watching me do the shows. You ask me how I do this, and you say, where do I get cameras? How do I write something? I want to be an author. Be Danielle being on a couple of months ago, and I promised you she'd be back. Today is that day, and we're going to talk about writing. So sit right there. We'll be right back. I'm saying I'm not a writer don't ask me to write a thing I know how to stand behind a camera I know how to somewhat direct I play at it a little bit and I have a good time being on this side of the camera but if you want to know about writing I went and got an expert that does this for a living y'all and she teaches it as well B Danielle is here what's happening B Danielle good evening morning and afternoon yeah, because you don't know what time they're watching it around the world. Well, it doesn't matter what time we are in today right now. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about writing because people may not know that she's an award-winning author. You know, you're a director, a producer, and, and you know what? You wear a fly hat. I mean, <laughs> come on now. How did you get into writing? What came first? Writing? Producing? Where did you, went first? Where did you go first? Actually, writing came first. My first poem was published. I was 15. So that was 11 years before my first novel came out. So you started when you were four? Actually, no. My first award for writing, I was in fourth grade. That makes me like nine. <laughs> <laughs> However, I never knew it was going to be a career. It was something that was good to do. Okay. It was okay. fun. You know, I, live in, I lived in Buffalo. I grew up in Buffalo from... November to about May, you can't go outside, right? I was going to say, there's about 40 <laughs> feet of snow. Right. And especially, you know, winters have gotten better. But then, you know, a snowstorm, you was in the house for a week. Like Chicago. And my brother is 10 years older than me. So literally, I grew up as an only child. Mm -hmm. So in those winters when your friends can't come over because your parents can't drive and, you know, all of that, that was my outlet. Playing Super Mario on Nintendo <laughs> and then Crash Bandicoot once I changed to PlayStation and writing. And genuinely, it wasn't anything other than to pass the time. So for people that are out there watching, because now people are really understanding the value of being an author, right? right? They're understanding the value of being on video, right. you know, and maybe they've written a book and now they want to make it a screenplay or they don't even know they need to. They just want to make it a movie. Right. And they think they're going to throw the book at the director and say, make this a movie. How do you get started? What's the first things you do if you want to start being a writer? Number one, you have to make sure that's what you really want to do. Because being a writer isn't easy, mm -hmm. right? For people who aren't writers, being a writer isn't fun, it's not cute, it's nothing. They prefer not to. So you have to, if you say, I want to be a writer, try that. Try writing first. Just make sure that when you're sitting there and you don't get bored on page one. Because a screenplay is 120 pages. You can't get bored in one and you got 119 to go. <laughs> Excuse me. Like, you just can't. Or you just need to know yourself well enough to say, hey, let me go call somebody that can do this for me. And let me give them that. 
Okay, so for somebody like me, okay, I'm dyslexic. I would I have great stories in my head, which is probably why I'm in production, because I can get behind cameras and you know convert those stories into something on film. But writing is not my thing, and I'll be the first one to say, "Hey, I'm an award-winning or a, what do they say a new a, a best-selling author on Amazon, right? I am. I'm gonna be honest with y'all right now because you know Tigo don't hide nothing. I hired a ghost ghostwriter, okay? I didn't write that. I'm just telling you. Tell me the value of writing it yourself and the value and maybe the, the risk you take when hiring a ghostwriter. Um, just ghostwriting, just so you know, my prices are doubled for ghostwriting. <laughs> I definitely double my prices for ghostwriting. Um, the value in doing it yourself is you're telling your own story. Nobody else is telling it for you. I have countless clients that say, I have a story and give me like one sentence. Mm -hmm. And now I have to create this whole world. And then when I give it back for approval, it's like, well, that's not the direction I wanted to go. Well, this is based off what you gave me. Mm -hmm. But it's also my interpretation of what you gave me. So if you're afraid of someone else's interpretation, it is better to do it yourself. And even if it's messed up and then hire somebody to correct that, as opposed to just handing your baby off if you're afraid of that. Mm hmm. However, there are also people who just say, listen, I got an idea. The movie I'm getting ready to shoot next week. One of my frat brothers called me and said, hey, have an idea. This ain't my, this ain't my forte. I'll give you some money. <laughs> Make up a story and let's live. And that's what I did. Wow. Wow. Okay. What about somebody that maybe wants to record it? They're not a writer, but they got the idea down. And they can sit down and literally tell you, you know, in stages, you know, this mm -hmm. is where the character is, blah, blah, blah. But they don't know about screenwriting. We'll get into that in a minute. Hold on, hold on. But they don't know anything about screenwriting. They don't know anything about putting a book together. Right. But they can grab a microphone and say, it started in the summer. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of a thing. Does that help you? Or does that make it tougher for you to maybe ghostwrite or screenplay write, whatever the proper word is for that? Don't send me hate mail. Something like that from recording. Honestly, it's easier. Okay. Because I know your vision. And even if I'm listening to, because a story has a beginning, middle, and end, regardless of how it comes out, whether it be audio or you wrote it down, mm -hmm. it's still the beginning, middle, and the end. All I'm doing is filling in the format of it, giving it dialogue, giving it life. So either way is easy, depending, but that's depending on who you're working with, because that's the type of writer I am. It may be another writer that's like, that's you doing too much. Mm -hmm. So you either do it yourself. You know all that, do it yourself. You know, so it could go either way. When somebody comes up with an idea, they want to write, and they go, okay, I got the book down. I'm, I'm an Amazon bestseller. I made it all the way to USA Today. I'm a Wall Street bestseller. Now I want to make it a movie. Mm -hmm. You know, can they just hand you this book and say, here you go. You know, make this a movie. You know, what's the next steps for them? That's when I get hired to do that. So I've done that twice. Okay. I've turned a book into a series. Okay. And I've turned a book into a movie. Okay. I need to read it first. Mm. I need to read the book first because being a novelist and a screenwriter are two totally different things. Because writing a novel means I need to make it visual for the reader. Mm -hmm. Writing a screenplay means I need, whatever's on the screen needs to translate well on screen. Okay. Every novel doesn't translate well which means I have to add and or subtract to make this a television slash film worthy adaptation because that's what it would be an adaptation. If somebody tells you, girl, I want to do this book, 
it's going to be like bodyguard. And then they start telling you, you know, the story. And you go, it's not like bodyguard. It, it is, is bodyguard. bodyguard. What is the line between, you know, kind of like mm -hmm. and copyright infringement? <laughs> There's a big line. It's real thick. Okay. There's a big line between it. I would say, I would steer them away from that. I would say, hey, I saw that movie. Whitney was in it. I was there, you know. And then I would say, however, nothing is original. So mm -hmm. what about having a bodyguard that you fall in love with as a pop star? Can you make different? I would, wow. I would stage it that way so that they're thinking about it in a different way. Because I can, me and you can have the same idea, right? Mm -hmm. We're sitting in a studio in front of a screen. Mm -hmm. And then somebody can say, okay, write a story about that. And then I'm going to turn to you and go, you know I don't write. Go ahead and write. Let me know. I'll get behind the camera. It would be two totally different stories. You're right. It's like seeing an accident. You exactly. never get the same witness testimony. So I totally get that. You just have to steer somebody. And I do that in my writing classes. Like if I have a class of 10 people, I'll write Summer Rain on the board. Y'all got 10 minutes to write a story about Summer Rain. See, and I'd be failing the class. <laughs> I see how it is. Well, you know, Alan's going to cut us off in a minute. He's back there throwing up the one-minute warning. You have writer's workshops. You've got your own journals that you sell. Will you tell everybody how they find out about your writer's workshops? How do they find out about your journals? And Because they need the right tools. Y'all need the right tools. You can't go to, you know, like 7-Eleven and get the little... Lying paper. Facts. You need the journal. You need this. Facts. So how do they get in touch with you? What do they do? All of that is on my website, which is www.bdaniellewatkins.com. I have my prices for my coaching programs, which are individualized to each client, my new novels, any new movies I'm working on, as well as my journal slash notebook line. Everything is there in one spot. All right, now don't do not do that. I see you shaking your head because you're driving down the highway. You didn't have a pen. And I finally gave you the answers for writing. You know what to do. Just go to Tigo Direct. Type in B. Danielle. Type in writer. She's coming up. Go ahead and send her a private message from Tigo Direct. You know it doesn't cost you anything. And it doesn't cost her anything. It's our way to keep you connected. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I know you're coming back next month. <laughs> what are we going to talk about then? You are amazing. Oh, thank you. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You know I want you to come back next time. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time. Expert Talk is sponsored by Pod Nation TV, the podcast to broadcast network. excited our trailblazer from the now honors 2022 is in the house dr kara dentley and she's going to talk about her new book coming up her new wardrobe line that's out there and fun she's having with a hula hoop so sit right there we'll be right back
I am here. Thank you so much for being patient with me today. Absolutely. That's what life is about. Just be patient, right? Just be patient. Now, one of the things I definitely want to talk about, you've been on the show before. I hope you come on many, many times. But, you know, I have been seeing you all over social media with your line of clothing, with your hula hoop. You're in this whole health movement. What made you decide to do that in the first place? Well, health without health, you don't have you you don't have anything. You really need your health in order to function properly throughout life. Um, you know, you see so many people that are really dragging themselves down and through the mud um, just day to day without really connecting with um, their with what with what matters as far as being able to enjoy those things that they are seeking after their. Um, they're not fully aware of what's happening. So the only way to be fully aware is to be healthy on all levels, mind, body, and spirit. And so that's what really has taken me on this journey because you see it with different people. You can look at Steve Jobs, um, very prolific, very, uh, very wise, very smart in his field, but his health field. And, you know, and just listening to some of his last talks in his last days, it really put things into perspective. And he's just one of many. You have this amazing line of clothing that you're putting out there. I know you're wearing one. Can you share it? Can you show a little bit of it? It is absolutely beautiful. Where did the design come from? What's the concept? Thank you. It's one of those things that for myself, I like to always match. And I've always loved these colors. These are just my colors, pink, purple, and turquoise. And it just it just brightens my day. But there's significance with the very meaning behind everything that is on that is included in the logo. This is for abundance, for whatever it is that you want. It could be love, it could be health, it could be peace, it could be joy, it could be financial, whatever it is, but it's for abundance. There's sparkling lights here. And the lights here are for the the lights that, that shine within each of us, not just some of us, but for each of us. The life itself is live in full expression, whatever that may mean for each individual person, whatever it is, live in full expression. There's a water drop. Everything in life needs water, including the human body, every organ within our bodies. Um, Nothing in life exists without water. So there's definitely a water drop. There's a lot of significance with water. (laughs) There's a key. Keys give us access and we are the keys. And then someone said, well, what about the Kara part? Because I do have Kara in my logo. Life by Kara. And the Kara part actually is an acronym for you have life through your knowledge, your awareness, right? Whatever you become aware of, your relationships, and then what you come into agreement with, because all things are presented simultaneously. So what are you agreeing with? What are you tapping into? Who are you communicating with? Who do you have relationship with? What is your knowledge? So that's how we have life, life by Kara. It's a life by Kara hula hoop. And I took the design that I actually modified in different ways. It has, I actually have it here with me. (laughs) It has the magnetic acupressure nodes that help with your balance. It's weighted. So you can actually hula hoop for a few minutes per day. There's no 
um, impact on your joints. These are some of the things that I've heard different people of different age groups say, you know, I would love to run. I would love to walk, um, but I can't have that impact on my joints. So I started with the hula hoop and I started to see benefits. I said, you know, everybody needs a hula hoop. Thank you so much, Dr. Care, for hanging out with me. And I hope you come back really soon. Really soon. Anytime, Tigo. I am always available to you. And thank you for everything. And thank you for my Trailblazer 2022 award. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Yeah, you heard me right. My mentor is here. He is the founder behind JD3TV, and you guys know my show is over there. He's also one of my mentors. And like I said, I'm in his training camp right now, so I can learn how to go to the big stage. Sir Dr. James Dentley's in the house. The Power of Pink Summit and the Now Honors. has moved to the downtown Las Vegas area in the famous Fremont District, bringing the most brilliant and talented women in the world. To one stage in one place, where their power will be captured for the world to see. And it is hosted by the one and only, Teresa Tigo Goss. We present to you, Now Honors 2023. Hey everybody, welcome back. Yeah, you heard me right, my mentor is here. He is the founder behind JD3TV, and you guys know my show is over there. He's also one of my mentors. And like I said, I'm in his training camp right now, so I can learn how to go to the big stage. Sir Dr. James Dentley's in the house. Hello, sir. How are you? I am phenomenal. How are you doing? I am amazing and even better with you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. You are too kind. I am honored and humbled. So when is it too early to start thinking about, oh, I want to be my own boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. Oh, I need to start making my own money. When, you know, some people say, ah, eh, don't worry about that till after college. Don't worry about that till your mid-20s. Yeah. But you were out there, you know, at 17. Mm -hmm. When is it too early? Rake Lee's, I would carry groceries. So I've always been an entrepreneur. What I know now is that you can create money. And today more than ever, you know, being an entrepreneur is really sexy. It's really cool because there's so much yeah. information out here today. We have, you know, matter of fact, Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen, who uh, Mark, of course, wrote uh, with Jack Canfield, the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. They wrote a book called Cash in a Flash. And that book was just interviewing children and young adults that may need $10,000 and how they did it in two weeks or a million dollars, how they did it in 30 days to learn how to wow. create revenue. You know, money... You know, it's easy to to get. It, it's just there. You have to create value for it. And, you know, you don't chase it because it really doesn't move. Create value for it. You're attracted. Let's talk about speaking. 
You are I, the first time I heard you speak in person was that secret knock in 2021. And I was actually on my way out the door to just go talk to somebody in the hallway. And you took the stage and it just felt like the energy in the room just swelled up by you walking on the stage. What made you decide to be a speaker? How mm -hmm. did you know this is a path you should be on? And were you ever scared? Um, not really scared. Um, you know, the first time I got on stage, well, you know, I'll tell you this. The first time I was asked to present, uh, okay. it was in 1994. I had never been in front of a room speaking before. And there were two leaders in our office. I was part of a, a marketing company and and they walked past me and they said, uh, you're up in two weeks. And that's all they said. I knew what it meant. And I knew that if I said no, they wouldn't ask me again. I knew that. So I was scared to death for two weeks. I could not sleep. I was speaking to the doorknobs. I had a roommate and his girlfriend said, James is not there with any. We didn't see anybody going in that room with James. Who is he talking to? I would talk. Mm. I would speak and talk to the steering wheel. People thought I was insane. I was so afraid. Until I stepped out there and did it, and I met Dr. Dennis Kimbrough that day, and he inspired me, and I went out that night and knocked it out and just never stopped. Outside of that, when you get in front of ten or 20,000 people, you have a nervous energy, but I've mm -hmm. always just prayed myself through it. And when you step into uh, that space, uh, all the work you put in comes to serve you, and it just flows. So you've been speaking for you know the last 20-plus years, correct? Oh, yeah, about 25, yes. And you inspire people. You have a program called Inspired to Speak. What made you decide to share that gift that you have with us? I mean, I'm totally grateful that you're doing it. But what made you decide one day, you know what? I'm going to teach other people how to do this, too. Well, you know, I started training people in 1995 because wow. in, a, in a marketing company, you know, you have to teach people how to present, but also train but also inspire the heart and the mind to take the information, take the burning desire and then light a fire under. So when a person speaks, uh, it, it's internally first and they have to be able to enroll people in a vision. So it started in 1995 with a lot of one-on-ones. And then I believe it was 2016 or 15, I launched mm -hmm. uh, Inspired to Speak. Uh, uh, my first camp was Succeed. It was a two-day camp. Then I did a three-day camp. And then Action Camp was a five-day camp and really teaching people how to become fully self-expressed, how to use their voice like a soundtrack to a movie, how to take people on a journey within themselves they could not go by themselves, and how to paint a picture and then put people right in the middle of the picture. You know, you have an amazing gift to do that. And I've been in other speaking trainings over the years. And mainly they're telling you the, you know, just the basic steps, you know, where to stand, things you should bring with you, the type of mic you should have, blah, blah, blah. But they don't teach you how to actually speak and find your voice. Yeah. And when I turned on the recording, because I missed the live you know, class, yes, I know you can beat me up later, <laughs> but I turned on the recording. And the, one of the first things I'm hearing you talk about is basically literally getting the energy in your body going, Yeah, you know? that you got to start talking about it, get that, get that energy going before you even hit that stage. And I went, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say anything like that to me. That's, that's the game changer. What made you decide to share that secret? And why is that so important for you to prep? Maybe talk to your steering wheel before you get out there. <laughs> why is that so important? Uh, well, first of all, you know, when you're speaking, I teach people that you are not the star. 
You know, a lot of people get very nervous. Uh, public speaking is the number one fear, second only to death by fire. Can you believe that? You know, oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so people, because you're, you're naked, you're vulnerable, people can see you, all of you, every flaw that you think you have. You know, if you have a small pimple, it looks this big to you. To you. <laughs> You know, so, you know, so you don't want to go out, you know, a lot of people have canceled dates because of a little small pimple, you know, so the first thing is that you're not the star, you're the director, the audience is the star, it cannot be about you, if there's fear, you're worrying about you. The second thing to remember is that in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, no one knows what you're supposed to say in the first place, but more importantly, it's your F45, the first 45 seconds when you step on the stage, and what happens before that. And you channel your energy. I wrote uh, two books on frequency. And when you channel your energy inside of you, because then you can speak not just into the hearing, but into the listening and to the nervous system of another human being, because you can take that energy and ball it and then push it out and it just permeates through the audience. Whether it's one person, 10 or 10,000, you touch everyone on that stage. And you, when you become fully self-expressed, you just connect and you're just having a conversation. It's a lot of fun. That's amazing. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. And and that's how I've always felt, but I've never had anyone say, yep, you're going in the right direction. You know, mm -hmm. uh, most of the speaking things are telling you what to wear. <laughs> oh, God. Wait a well, minute. You know, I, but also uh, the psychology. <laughs> There's a psychology to how you use your voice. It's a psychology to when you use a poem or a rhyme, when you take your voice up or down. You use your voice to get soundtrack to a movie, but also... You have to understand the personality traits so you can speak to people where they are and to their listening. Because if I'm speaking a language that is totally opposite than the way you want to receive it, if mm -hmm. I'm speaking a lot, a lot of hype and a lot of fun, you're very analytical, I'm going to lose you. If I'm speaking mm -hmm. very factual and very analytical and you're a gregarious person, a free spirit, your behind is going to go to sleep and you're going to check out on it. <laughs> you know, so the key is how do you paint? So you touch all the people, whether they want to nurture, whether they want to win, whether they want to learn or whether they want to have a good time. You take all that and create an experience and you anchor the experience into the message. Uh, our next version, our 2.0 version of JD3 TV, fully interactive. It would be a membership where people will win prizes. The average person, anybody out there can be on a show or be highlighted or be featured and be a part of this community win trips and prizes. And if you've got a show, then we want to know about it because we want to take your message, your story and share it to the world because someone out there needs to hear you. And a life worth living is worth recording. So let's build your legacy at JD3 TV and make a lot of money at the same time. Oh, there we go. Well, I thank you, sir, for coming and hanging out with me this month and on this show. You are the best. I'm so proud to call you my mentor and thank you for being on. I am so honored. I'm so excited and happy for you. Uh, your shows are so impactful. You're just a consummate professional and you take it to the next level. You're always striving to showcase the, the work of other people and, and getting them out there as well. So we really appreciate you and you're well thought of and respected in our industry. So thank you very much and congratulations on everything you're doing. Thank you, sir. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, I promise. He's coming back next month and we're going to go deep on JD3. I hope you come back next time. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time.